day whenever I could, blue, continued. Whatever money I made, I just kept finding my accounts. Get out my journal, I'd write down affirmations for the day, say them out loud. All this out outside stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's more the work that you're putting in with yourself. What's up guys, I'm Abir Tomani from Top Traders South Africa and I'm here with Kyra Peters. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are I'm you? I'm good. I've been waiting to do this for a minute, actually for quite a while actually because I remember you popped up on our radar a while back. I was yeah. like, oh, this girl checked out your stuff. I was like, hmm, interesting. But I see you then obviously you know we're sitting here today and all that so thank you for agreeing for us to sit down thank you for having me yeah i'm gonna just get off the bat so you just did you recently did a video mm. uh by uh trader's room <laughs> against the millionaire uh-huh but it turns out you are the millionaire right there right <laughs> surprise surprise <laughs> surprise surprise mm. well, i was like very it's very interesting though so i'm not just sitting with just the wannabe trader right <laughs> No, I'm actually making bag, like I'm actually grinding. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm actually. putting in the work. Yeah, I was actually going through your stuff while I was preparing for this interview. I was like, wow, some very impressive stuff, like extremely Thank you. impressive stuff. Thank I, I, you. What I'm really hoping for is that uh, people are going to watch this also and like, grab whatever knowledge you have to drop for them. But before we get to the knowledge dropping part, I think we also want to know your story be 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 uh, before we get anywhere else because. If you're a millionaire now, obviously you started somewhere and all that and obviously mm. we need to know your story, where you come from and all that, so where are you from originally? Um, okay, I've always lived in Johannesburg, yeah, yeah. grew up in Johannesburg, okay. was born in Durban, moved oh, here yeah. when I was like two. Yeah. Um, grew up in the east like my entire life. From then the east? From the east, yeah. East? Bigsfield? Really? I'm also from the east. Really? Yeah. We're in, we're in the east? Uh, but Converse City side. Okay, yeah. I'm not too familiar with that side, okay, but yeah. That's um, fine, yeah. The east. Then I, when it came to high school, I moved to the west. Okay. So yeah, that's why I'm I'm like very common around the side. Yeah. Um, yeah. Went to a good primary school, a good high school. Um, was very academically gifted. Um, they obviously expected me to go and study after school, but I didn't do that. <laughs> uh, I disappointed them a little bit with that, but um, yeah. And then. I'm a low-key person like this there's, there's not much going on in my life I've always just been like to myself um, always had goals that I wanted to achieve always been goal-driven um, actually wanted to study mechanical engineering because I've always had a passion for physics and machines and how things work and I'm a big car fanatic so I wanted to study mechanical engineering okay. and then yeah, in high school things just shifted a bit and here I am sitting with you. <laughs> <laughs> but where did the shift happen though? That the shift. Did, yeah, the shift. Definitely in grade 10, okay. grade 10, grade 11, like when we were doing subjects. Um, okay, like after I chose my subjects actually, I actually have regrets with the subjects, subjects that I took. I wish I took like the business package because yeah. what I took is not aiding me in what I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, I started reading, I've always been a bookworm. I started reading a lot of business books, um, a lot of personal development books and 
decided that I did not want to go study anymore. I didn't want to work, I didn't want to study. Um, I didn't know at the time that I wanted to trade, yeah. but eventually down the line, that's the thing that, like I was always looking for loopholes, yeah. and trading was like that one thing yeah, on my case. So this true. one, so true. this is going to help me to do A, B, and C. So, yeah, yeah instead of studying, obviously it's like a, mechanical engineering is like one of the highest paying um, professions in the world. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to also study it. But then I figured that if I could trade, I could earn way more than what a mechanical engineer is earning in a month or a year. You know, I wouldn't have to go through all of those um, trials and tribulations, those steps, studying, still like looking for a job, um, working for a job that's got nothing to do with what I studied until I can get to what I want to study, until I can eventually earn the amount that I was looking to earn. So yeah, trading trading came at the right time. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's what, what I decided the to go right time? What The was, right time. Yeah, what was that right time when trading came? Um, I started learning about trading in high school, like around matric or so, okay. very late. Um, when was it? Which year was it? 2018. 2018. Okay. 2018. Okay. So throughout 2018, um, yeah, we were onto this trading thing. We were, we were looking at a couple of people online. You know how these big top traders are. They they post their lifestyle, and you you become hooked by that. Um, so I wanted to know how is it that they're able to do all of us at a young age? How is it that they are self-sufficient? How is it that they are succeeding in this and still? using that to aid whatever it is that they actually want to do. So, yeah, my friend and I um, would speak a lot about it, but because of the subjects that we were doing, it didn't allow us to actually put time in for trading. Um, I remember a couple of times we were supposed to be going for classes on the weekend, which we didn't attend because we needed to attend maths lessons. It just, there was never a right time. So I'm like, okay, this is something I want to do, but I'm going to get to it like once I'm done. Let me just finish writing. Um, and yeah, like even when I was done writing, I actually ended up re rewriting certain subjects the following year. Um, like my core subjects. And once I was done with that, okay, I wasn't rewriting just to get higher grades for any tuition or anything like that because I, I had intentions of studying. No, I just, I wanted to show that, okay, I, I got A's, like I wanted straight A's. For no, no apparent reason, not that I'm going to be using that certificate anywhere now or anything like that. But I wanted to say to myself, okay, um, just push a bit harder. You have like the second shot. Push harder once you're done, start with trading. So yeah, um, supplementary exams ended around June, July. I started reading into trading around September. Okay. Um, I actually started with the trading Bible. Oh, yeah. The trading Bible. Yeah, um, yeah that's where I started. Okay. <laughs> Hi, my name is Damien Bunce and I'm the Chief Trading Officer at Exness. I want to talk to you about some of the advancements we've made in our products and our services that have propelled us to the number one position as a broker in terms of volume and active traders. We strive to create the optimal marketplace for our clients and that means deep and rich liquidity. It means low and stable spreads at any time of the day or night. It also means minimizing slippage at all possible moments in time. By the end of 2022, we plan to double our investment in our infrastructure, our people, and our product line in order to keep us exceptionally competitive and continue to add fantastic advancements for our clients. Reaching the number one position was just the first step for us. There is plenty more to come. Um, yeah, 
yeah, and then yeah. after that, um, I was very inconsistent. So I can't actually say that I've been trading for like three, four years or since since 2019 yeah. because things were very inconsistent. Um, circumstances got in the way. I actually thought I was going to give up many times, but I continued. Um, Yo, thinking back, it's yeah. crazy that I'm sitting here right now, like, yes, I can't believe it. Yeah. yeah, like, looking back, I knew that I wanted to be at a certain space, yeah. um, but the timing and the environment didn't allow, you know, mm -hmm. your environment is very important um, when you do want to start trading, and if you're going to succeed in it, your environment is the main, the main thing that needs to be good, right? So, because of that, um, I took a break, I was in and out, um, I got my first job. When did I get my first job? I've worked like two jobs. Okay. Not nothing hectic, just like retail and sales. Yeah. My first job was um, a sales consultant at the gym company. This okay. was in 20, 2019, that same year. No, 2020, 2020. So I was there for like eight months. Um, even while I was there, I was just like learning communication skills, um, learning how to deal with people. Because obviously I wanted to be in the business industry and they say like sales is the best place to start. So that's what I did. Um, obviously the money that I was making, I kept funding my account, kept blowing. Okay. But it didn't stop me. Yeah, but, but before you get there, so, so you're working right now, you're learning how to trade. Not learning, just what? applying, just funding, not, not even learning. Like I, I'd read and just apply whatever I was learning. So, okay. um, stopped like learning for a while and just wanted to apply whatever I knew because you know they say if you bombard yourself with too much information, you, it can take you longer to reach that goal. So I just applied whatever I already knew here and there whenever I could, blue, continued, whatever money I made I just kept finding my accounts. Yeah. So do you remember that first deposit you made? <laughs> I've made so many deposits, it's not like it was one big deposit, I was trying to grow like small accounts. Okay. So um, I think my first... Xness. Yeah. I know they have that bonus yeah. as well as XM. So I decided that okay, let me first see if I can flip this money and withdraw it. If so, then I can fund a bit more. So I think it was like 30 USD. Um, did it go far? No. <laughs> I can't show you where it is right now. But yeah, um, my actual first like deposit that um, let's say. I saved up for was maybe couldn't have been more than a K. Yeah. Couldn't have been more than yeah. a K. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. So obviously you're working right now. All you're doing, you're working, you're funding accounts, you're using that money. Mm. So when One did way. things actually like change and switch up, though? Okay, things actually started changing last year. Okay. So last year I decided that I was going to be consistent. Yeah. I know that they say that the key to successful trading is consistency, so I wanted to do that. I mean, I had everything else, um, but the consistency. So I decided, okay, I'm gonna sit down, make a trading plan, and follow these rules consistently and see where it takes me. So that was like around March, April. I made that promise to myself. Um, I started taking my spirituality seriously, I started taking my health seriously. Um, everything just started falling into place and I said like even if I continue to blow, even if I fail at this at least, like somewhere down the line I can see that I've made progression and 
all I'm all I really wanted was the consistency because before like I said it was I was in and out here and there not making any huge profits any huge withdrawals you know and then you see other people posting and you're like I want that too you know you see your friends buying cars buying properties and you're like I want that too so yeah you just, I just started grinding hard so from last year March, April, I've been consistent. So I've actually been consistently trading for like a year. Yeah. A year. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, I want to know, like, getting to that point of consistency, though. What like, did it take? What was, what was, what was required? What was uh, things that changed in your daily routine? Daily routine. Wow, okay, that's important. So, I started... Okay, I keep hearing about this manifestations thing, this affirmations okay, thing, okay. and I come from a very um, religious household, yeah. um, very conservative Christian household, so these things were like forbidden. But I'm like, okay, I'm reading these books and this is what they keep speaking about, surely it must be working. Um, and people that I looked up to were also like um, applying those concepts in their life and then I saw it work out for them, so I'm like, okay, I have nothing to lose, let me just start applying this. So. I'd sit with my visions. I had a hard time achieving my goals. Um, I, I used to procrastinate a lot. So I'm like, okay, um, every morning when I wake up, this is what I'm going to do. So I'd wake up, um, I'd go outside, get fresh air. You know, oxygen is good for the brain. It's, it's good to start your morning with like fresh air. So yeah, I'd go out, sit outside, I'd look around. And I'd say to myself, okay, um, months from now, I don't want to be sitting in this situation. I ended up in so many situations. Okay. Yeah, so myself, I don't end up in the situation. This is what I want by yeah. then. And so I'd get out my journal. I'd write down affirmations for the day, say them out loud. Um, after that, I'd meditate for about five minutes. I was still a newbie. Five to ten minutes, I'd time myself. Um, after that, do a bit of yoga and get started with the rest of my day. And whatever I needed to achieve for the day, I made sure I wrote it down. And when I was done with that, I took it off. It made such a difference in my, in my productivity because I didn't feel like crap at the end of the day, knowing that I didn't achieve this, this, and this. Oh my God, I forgot to do this and this. I made sure that I ticked off everything that was on that list for the day. And I did this every single day. And we're sitting here right now and yeah, this is something that I wrote down on a piece of paper. So it started back then. Yeah. Since then, I've been consistent in just writing to myself, um, talking to myself about my thoughts, about my emotions. You know, if you're going to be doing a lot of um, self-development, you have to get in touch with yourself. Um, how, how are you feeling when, when this and this happens? You need to constantly check in with yourself and yeah, make notes, write to yourself. It's good to write to yourself because now when I look back at the stuff that I wrote in that book, I can see that I've come a long way. I look at that and I'm like, wow, this was 21-year-old me, yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, I'm really proud that I was able to just consistently do that. That yeah. that definitely made a huge so difference in my life. A very big difference. Yes, very big. Because I think, obviously, it kind of reflects in your trading as well, how you live your life, correct? Mm, right? It does. It really does. People think that you can just do as you please, come to the charts, and then you consistently make money. And unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. That's correct, right? Yes, and that's what I thought. Yeah. That That's what I had to learn, that, it, okay. that it's not like that. Yeah. It's not just a walk in the park. You don't just wake up and, boom, go place a trade. You know, there's preparation that goes into it. And it's not just preparation in terms of, um, the charts or the markets, it's preparation in terms of yourself, your yeah. mental health, your physical health, mm. like you, it's all in you, mm. it's got nothing to do with 
all this outside stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's more the work that you're putting in with yourself yeah. that counts. Okay. okay, cool. So obviously, you said um, at some point that the plan was for you uh, to go study mm. and all that, but obviously you decided to take a different path along the way. Uh, how does the family receive all that news and all that? All the noise? Yeah. Um, they're still adjusting. Okay. okay. I'm a very quiet person. Like when I decided that I was going to take this journey, it required me to get rid of a lot of people, even if it meant that they were family. Um, so there's a lot of family members that I don't actually keep in touch with, but like the close ones, they're starting to see that, okay, this thing is, is working out. Yeah, they ask me questions. They want me to, to help them. I'm like, okay. Back then it was a different story, but okay, you know, they're they seeing that. Um, there is potential in this, even for themselves. Okay. Um, my siblings are loving it. I mean, they they ask for something and they just get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah it's great. Life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what are some of the biggest mistakes that you actually made when you were starting out? I'd say um, surrounding myself with people who don't view things the same way that I do. Um, if I could go back, I would have distanced myself a lot sooner from certain people and I would have um, maybe spent more time with other people who I knew that, who, or who I knew could um, actually help me to get to my destination a lot quicker. Because when you are around people who, like, okay, it's cool, like we, it's cool to chill around people and we all do different things we get to learn from each other okay you do this I do that but most of the time there's if there's like no mental connection or if there's no um, like goals you'll find that you guys drift apart you'll find that there's unnecessary issues that arise you'll find that jealousy um, comes about like there's just a lot of problems so I'd say definitely not 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 staying with the right people yeah. there's a lot of people that I should have kept in touch with more okay. um, obviously now I, I do that I make sure I go out a bit more I interact with people from my past but yeah, yeah. Um, another thing I'd say not having a, a trading plan yeah. It's as simple as that, not it, having a trading plan. It, it really is that simple. You know, people can come to me and say, Kyra, I'm struggling with this, this and this. I'm like, okay, where's your trading plan? Do you have a trading plan? No uh, stories. Have a trading plan and you'll see that a lot of your problems will fall away. Yeah, but I think when it comes to the trading plan chats, you know, I think and what a lot of people really, it's, it's, it's because of how tedious it is to put it together. Oh, yeah. That, you know, so what would you say is like, let's say three things that people should focus on first when it comes to building mm. a trading plan um entries okay. exits and the pair like okay so each pair that you trade has a different personality and people think that they can just go into the markets and just trade anything and it doesn't really work like that like i see people forcing to trade certain pairs and it's not working out for them and they end up being discouraged and they're like okay this is not for me but no did you try something else did you actually go and back test and spend time with the pair that suits your personality because a part of trading is, is not just tra trading any instrument like you have to have a relationship with that pair and you can only do that if you've actually spent time back testing forward testing 
um, and all of that stuff. So definitely, I'd say no, no. Okay, we're gonna have to because I'm getting lost here. Okay, okay. For me personally, my like three essential things that I keep in my trading plan would be sessions. Know the session that you're trading. Different pairs are going to behave differently in different sessions. So know which session that you're trading. Um, each pair is going to react differently in each session. So, like, but you'll only figure this out through watching the charts. You know, just sit down, just watch the charts, see how your pair behaves in each session, and you'll know which one is more beneficial for you. So sessions number one, number two, I'd say your entry. Okay, and many people don't worry too much about entries, but if you've seen my charts, you can see that I focus a lot on entries. Um, it's important that you entering or buying, buying or selling an instrument at a price that's gonna eventually bring you a profit. It goes, it goes back to sales. Like if I'm selling something to you, you you're obviously gonna want to buy it at a cheaper price. You're not gonna want to buy it from me if it's expensive. So. The same concept applies in trading. We're, we're buying and selling instruments to each other. Banks, institutions buy and sell um, trades that they took the previous day. You know, we'll, they can't be a buyer without there being a seller. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number three, I'd say your exits. Okay, so session, entry, and exits. Your exit is very important. It's probably more important than um, your entry because you need to know where the market's going, you need to have a target in mind. And that, that can only work if you know or have a risk to reward ratio, right? It's how much I'm risking versus how much I actually wanna gain from this. So if you know that you're risking this amount and you wanna gain a certain amount, where, where is that certain amount? Where, where are you exiting this trade? You know, when will you be satisfied with um, the reward of your trade. You need to know where you're exiting. You can't just be exiting anywhere. Sometimes, okay, I've, I've learned my lesson, but a lot of the time this, this would happen. I wouldn't know where I was exiting. I'd enter a trade confident that, okay, maybe the pair I'm trading is gonna buy. So I buy the pair. But now I'm holding and holding. I don't know where, when is the right time to get out. You, you're lost, right? And you end up taking an L. Because First of all, you also didn't have a target. Okay. So now you don't know where you're supposed to get out. Where, yeah. You need to get out at a certain place because other people are getting in. Yeah. At every, on every single candlestick, at every single point on the chart, there's traders who are getting in and there's traders who are getting out. Now you need to decide, are you getting out at a time where other traders are getting in because that's going to affect the market as well. You know, you're going to have a bit of a drawback. So entries, exits and sessions, very important. Yeah. But you know, you speak about a risk reward ratio and everything like that. But I think, how do you determine your exits you know, at some point? Is it, is it based on the dollar value of like, okay, now I'm going to come out to this? Or is it based on what's happening on the chart and as well? Or like, how do you, how do you decide that? Okay, I use um, price action. I'm, a I'm more of a technical trader. Okay. So how do I determine my um, exits or my reward? Okay, with the strategy that I'm using now, or let's say as I've progressed and the, the strategy that I've compiled myself, it allows me to get in and have like zero risk and as much reward as, as possible, which is why you'll see that I don't trade with stop losses. I don't trade with take profits. I enter and, and I'm confident that the market is gonna go a certain way. And the market won't have a drawback, it won't take me out. If it does, 
As soon as I've entered my trade, I lock my profits. I put my stop loss in and I go for swing highs and swing lows. So I'm mainly trading on like higher time frames, but I enter on lower time frames. So I'm targeting yeah highs or lows on like the daily or the weekly. So that allows me to swing for longer. Mm. Okay, now that's cool. So how do you get to a point of like trusting yourself, especially on the charts though? Because like you're a beast. I've seen your trades as well. Like <laughs> I was going through your stuff. You're quite a beast. I won't lie though on the charts though. But like how do you get to that point of actually trusting yourself though? Self-trust in trading comes from backtesting. Yeah. Backtesting and um, having having a trading plan. Yeah. So now if you're spending time with a certain pair, you begin to learn how how it moves, um, when's the best time to trade it. Um, you also become confident knowing how much you, you'll actually risk on each setup because you've seen the same thing play play over and over again on, on this chart. So confidence can only be made through backtesting and spending time with the pair, taking out, figuring out why was that an L. You need to go back and, and check. Many people take L's and then just get back in, which is a problem. If you're taking L's, you need to go back and review why did I take an L? Okay, why why did this happen? You have to ask yourself these questions. It's like it's like going to school. When, after you're done writing a test, you're gonna have to do corrections. You need to figure out where you went wrong so that you know in future when the same opportunity or question presents itself, you're gonna act differently. And this time you're gonna get it right. So yeah, spend as much time um, just watching the charts. You don't have to. You don't have to trade. People think that they need to be trading every single setup. You don't. You need to sit down on your hands and you need yeah. to watch what's happening. Yeah. Just watch. Yeah, that is powerful. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Um, so, what sacrifices did you have to make along the way? Because obviously, you're not just here. Sacrifices. Without making any sacrifices, or if you didn't make any sacrifices, <laughs> give us that recipe as well for life. Um, <laughs> sacrifices. Yeah. Um, I've sacrificed relationships. I've sacrificed jobs. Okay. There's been times where I've. Okay, my most recent job it was in retail, but I used to sit there and I used to say to myself, I'm able to make way more on my phone right now. Okay. Doing this. Why am I here? Why am I spending my time here? To me, initially, I thought it would be like another stream or at least I'm keeping myself busy because to sit in front of the charts all day, it gets in your head, it, it does do your head in. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to be doing something else with my time. But when I was there, it was like, I'm wasting my time being here because I'm able to make way more from doing this on my phone. And so having to explain this to my family was a bit difficult um, because they didn't understand why is it that I'm choosing this one thing that doesn't guarantee um, money at the end of the month, yeah. right? Whereas I could have a job and each month, at the end of each month, I know that I'm getting a certain amount. But for me, that, that wasn't working. So I, I'd say I've, I'd, I've sacrificed a lot of jobs. I've, I've just left. Like, people don't hear from me after a while. I just don't go because I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And yeah. yeah, I just disappear. So I've sacrificed a lot of jobs. Yeah. Um, I've sacrificed a lot of relationships. It's painful when it's like people close to you, but if it needs to be done, it needs to be done. They'll understand at a later stage when they see what you've built in that time, you know. So, yeah, jobs and relationships. Basically, yeah. <laughs> like I said, uh, you know, you're based on the charts. I've actually seen like, but your targets are actually like mind, like boggling a bit mm. because like you you really go in though. I go in. But like, what allows you though to put yourself in the position of like? 
Not because so many times we limit ourselves because like essentially like okay let's say for instance I've got 10, I'm trading 10,000 Rand. Mm. I will only limit myself up to saying okay I can only make 20,000 Rand from 10,000 Rand. But you go right beyond that. Oh with my account flips? Yeah, yeah you really do just like um, you, know, you do that. So what, what, what do you think has allowed you to be in a position where you're like no I'm not going to limit myself when it comes to grabbing profits because I think that's Probably one of the hardest things, especially for a lot of people out there, is like, the, like you said, they aren't deciding on when to exit and all that, but like the profits part is like, how much profits should I be taking? How do I limit myself in this position or what? Um, okay, everybody should have a target. You shouldn't yeah. be trading unless you have a target. Yeah. But with my trades, um, a lot of my inspiration comes from other traders okay. uh, who are not really well known but they're actually like working hard so I've taken a few key concepts from what they do and I've applied it in in my situation so I've seen that you don't need to go and fund a big account in order to make big money you literally can find any small amount and as long as your setup is proper you'll make the money so that's where my account flips come in. Um, I know that I can find a, sm a, s a small amount and <laughs> sometimes I do over leverage my accounts. Um, but that's because I'm like certain that it's gonna go in a certain direction and I make sure I get the full reward of that trade, okay. no matter what amount I'm going in with. Yeah. So most of the time, it's not even like, I know that if I fund 1K, it's gonna give me 50K by the end of the week. I'm just going in with it. I'm following where the market's taking me and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My targets right now are a lot higher than what they were back then. Of course. Um, obviously because I've spent a lot more time doing the same thing every single day. But um, yeah, like I look for high high reward setups. Yeah. Um, you don't need a lot. You don't need a lot. That, that is true. <laughs> I think that's the beauty about forex or trading, just in general. Like mm. You really don't need a lot. But uh, I want to talk about money management right now because I feel like that's like the key point. The reason why I want to touch on that is because obviously it's out there that uh, you, you, you've got a couple M's there chilling. <laughs> They're lying. <laughs> it's out there or you've been exposed right. or something like that. No, but like why, why I'm asking this is because what, what I've noticed is that more money coming in, your expenses get bigger, things like that, you start spending more, unnecessarily so, and all that. But obviously, as you accumulate wealth, in, a, in the process of accumulating wealth, like, what are like the three key uh, principles that you've like had to say to yourself, that, hey, look, as much as I've got money to spend right now, like, what, what, what kind of money management uh, principles do you live by, per se? Okay, so, every week, yeah. I give myself a budget because okay. I know I'm going to get out the house. I know I'm going to want to spend yeah. like I, I have a problem. I go out and I feel like I need to buy something wherever I am and that's an issue. So that's still something that I'm working on. But um, I give myself a budget. So in terms of my accounts, I don't keep all my funds in one account. I obviously split it up. And the main one that I use, I'm transferring money into the, the exact, exact amount that I need for that specific thing. And when it's done, it's done. I don't want to make excuses, I don't want to go back and transfer more. When it's done, it's done. I've given myself a budget and um, I stick to my budget. So yeah, help, having several accounts has helped with that. Um, putting my money in different places also has helped with that. Because right now, if like let's say for example, 
I've put money into a 32-day account. I can't go and withdraw it immediately. There's like a pause on there that's saying no. So I know that with wherever I've put my money, I won't be able to get it right now. I'm gonna have to go through some trouble and I don't wanna go through all of that. So it's better that I just make whatever I have now and put it away, you know, and use whatever I have now, stick to the small budget. People, this is what makes people go broke when they have money. They don't um, live below their means. You need to continu continually live below your means, no matter how much your salary increases or your um, bank, bank balance increases, you need to live below your means. And um, yeah, that's the key to attaining wealth. It's not how much you make, it's how much you're actually putting away. Yeah. So remembering that is actually um, what helps me save. Yeah. Um, another thing, the third thing, when I really want to buy something, I ask myself, do I really need this? Okay. So I'll spend time going across the entire store, yeah. putting things into this basket, and by the time it's time to um, make my way to the queue, I'm like, okay, do I really need this? No, I don't. So put, it, put it down. I do that with everything. Because yeah. you'll find that you, you actually don't need majority of the things that you want to buy. You're wishing for this, you want this, yeah. but you don't need it. Yeah. Put it away and you'll thank yourself later at a later stage. Yeah, yeah. That's mm. true. <laughs> so true. Um, so you literally just spoke about the people who've like influenced you along the way, or you look up to, I'm not sure how you put it, mm. but like who's influenced your trading the most to this point? Um, initially, yeah. the person who inspired me to actually start trading was Leslie Bastille's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's super humble, doesn't come from much, but yeah. has made such a name for himself just by putting in the work, right? So definitely him. He was at the back of my mind when I was um, blowing accounts, taking L's. I learned a lot from him as well. Obviously my trading style has changed over the past year or two. Um, but yeah, him. And in the most recent, let's say months, I'd definitely say uh, Bobby Seiko. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I, he inspires me a lot. And the North God. Okay. I don't know if you know both no, of I them. Know, I, I know Bobby. Yeah. yeah. I know Bobby, but not the North God. Though. Yeah, very low-key traders. So most of the time, I don't like to... Okay, th there's a lot of big people who obviously inspired us yeah, little that's, traders, that's right? So like true, so true. Jason Noah, he yeah, also inspired yeah. me. I loved his story. It used, to, it used to be the one thing that I used to tell to people when I needed them to believe that this thing is going to work for me, you know? Um, <laughs> But yeah, like really low-key people. There's a lot of people who people don't know about but are actually grinding and putting in the work. So um, a lot of the time I'm watching traders who who don't have, who aren't really flexing much but showing a lot of chart flicks. Not lifestyle flicks, but chart flicks. Like your real flex is in your skill, not in how much or what you're wearing or how much you, you know, you're flexing and stuff like that. So yeah, those two, Bobby Seiko and the North God, definitely, yeah, they, they inspire me. Yeah, yeah that's great. So, uh, you spoke about affirmations earlier on, though. But what I've really realized while I was preparing for this interview was that uh, wealth affirmations are very important to you. Why are they so important to you? <laughs> um, why are they so important to me? Okay, so... Through my, throughout my personal development journey, I've realized um, that... There's a difference between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind, right? And if I'm going to be able to make long-term changes 
to my behavior. I'm gonna have to involve or make use of my conscious and subconscious mind a lot of the time, not just running on um, past programming. Because that's, that's what we actually do from day to day. We're running on past programming, right? It's, it's very easy for me to, once I'm done with this, just throw it down, because maybe that's a habit, right? But in order for me to stop doing that, there are internal things that I need, to, or internal processes that I need to go through before I can decide, okay, let me not do that. That's actually a, a very dirty habit. Let's stop that. But it's not as easy as just telling yourself that. So you have to, okay, if you repeat the same thing to yourself time and time again, eventually it, it is going to sink in. It is going to become a reality. But the, the part that gets it for me is the fact that from the time we were young, like maybe north to seven, seven years, they say that those are the most important um, years of a person's development because um, you're prone to a lot of conditioning around you. You're taking in new information all the time. Whatever you learn in those, those seven years is what you're going to continuously project onto the world. You're going to go around having these ideas about the world because that's what was told to you, right? Now, for people who didn't come from a background where they were encouraged a lot or um, like had serious conversations about wealth and stuff like that, it's more difficult to get to where you want to be because your internal programming is that, okay, probably I'm, I'm not worthy, um, the rich steal from the poor, um, only the rich can drive those cars. Only, like, it's a lot of um, self-defeating talk that runs in the background that you don't actually realize is playing until you're actually encountering things like in your day-to-day -day life, trying to figure out why did I say that? Why did I do that? It's because of this belief that got planted in my head like years back. So now, in order to eradicate that, it's important for you to do the exact same thing. Yes, okay, maybe when you grew up, you, you were told every single day, okay, you're fat, you're fat, you're fat. You grew up believing that you're fat. You may, you may be skinny right now or anorexic, but at the back of your head, you've got like um, an eating disorder. Because every time you eat this, it's gonna send a message to your brain telling you that you're fat. Now, in order to change that around, you change um, your internal voice, right? You change the way you speak to yourself. So, in terms of affirmations, it's really important for me because I know that if I can repeat the same thing to myself a thousand times, it's eventually going to become my reality. It's eventually going to become second nature. And that's exactly what's happened. Like, I used to be a very pessimistic person, um, very moody, very angry, um, very angry individual, but after doing a lot of affirmations, after doing a lot of inner work, um, I can see the difference. Like, if I'm sitting with somebody and we're speaking, I can easily tell where they are in their mind or their mindset or in terms of how they feel about themselves based on what they're saying. A lot of the time, you people will out themselves or out how they feel about themselves just by the things that they say or the decisions that they make. So, yeah, a lot of my decisions these days, a lot of my empowering words that I share all the time come from me telling that to myself. It all starts with yourself, you know. If you're going to be able to, or if you're going to want to, um, change the world or impact other people, you first have to start with yourself, you first have to impact yourself. So affirmations are very important. I start my day off with affirmations um, and yeah, I feel good for the rest of the day. You need to start your day off with 
good intentions, yeah. high vibrations. You need to wake. Like people don't realize that they control the way their day goes. If you wake up feeling like, oh my word, today's just another rubbish ass day. Yeah. It's gonna be a rubbish so ass true. day, is so it true. not? Yeah. Every single thing that happens in that day, it's gonna be a thing of you see, that I knew it. I knew it's gonna be a bad day. But now, if you change the way you speak and change the way you, you think, you can literally decide how your whole day is going to go. No matter what happens, someone could um, bump your car and that might, that might make you really angry and you might be like, oh my word, um, nothing ever goes my way. Then nothing's ever going to go your way. But that was like two minutes of your entire day. You've got 24 hours in a day. You're going to let those two minutes ruin your whole day. It doesn't work like that. So constantly speaking good words to yourself, constantly speaking good things to other people, constantly seeing the good in yourself, the good in others, it goes a long way. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful <laughs> stuff. Well said. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I need to ask, um, how often do you check on your trades? Um, okay, my, my best trades are no, the ones that I don't check. Oh, that you don't check on? Mm, the ones that I just forget about. <laughs> So when you've got like a really hot trade going, you just don't know what's happening. But when it's not a hot trade, you just you constantly checking up on it. I know that that's bad. Yeah. I try not to be OCD in that way with my yeah. trades, because then I'm gonna see things that I wasn't seeing before, and yeah. and then I'm gonna act on yeah. my current emotions. So no. Yeah. Um, when I place a trade, I just go and distract myself with something. Yeah. Come back a couple hours later, I'm smiling. Because if you're actually watching every single movement that's happening, your bias is going to change and then you're going to react to that. But you've already placed your trade, you need to leave it. You've already done what you needed to do. So yeah, my best trades are ones that I just forget about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't like to obsess over, over charts and keep checking them now. Yeah. It's a bad habit. That is good though, that is good. Uh, what do you trade the most? Indices. Okay, cool. Uh, so can you just give us like three best practices, uh, especially when trading indices? I'd say, okay, back to sessions. Know which session that you're trading, right? Um, also, have a really good broker. You need a broker with like really low spreads or no spread at all because of how volatile indices are and because of the session that you're going to be trading them in. So sessions have a good broker and hmm, be patient. They can pay you a lot if you're patient. They may be very volatile and it may affect your mood but that's just price action. That That's just how things are it happens on every single chart so be patient just let your analysis play out and yeah you'll be game you'll be gucci yeah, beautiful. so what's your biggest loss that you've taken it doesn't have to be dollar value but it can also be like just that loss where you felt like hey i really lost here um recently i think it was last month or the month before that um I flipped an account. It must have been like 300 rand. I flipped it to like 50k um, in a couple of, I think it was like two weeks or something. And like the very next day, I just blew it all. <laughs> I just blew it all. So I was very <laughs> underwhelmed. Why? Yeah. Um, okay, what happened, brother? I was too invested in the setup. Oh, okay. I was too invested in seeing my own thing instead of 
um, reacting to what the market was actually showing me. So, um, yeah, I overleveraged that account and it went. I didn't reach my target. My target for that week was actually like 100k. I mean, I pushed to 50. Whenever I have a certain amount in my account, my goal is to double that amount. So, yeah, I had 50k. My goal was to make 100k by the end of the week, withdraw. But from uh, 300, though. From 300, yeah. yeah. So, the reason for these small amounts yeah. is to show people that you don't need thousands to make money. Just find whatever you have because it's very easy to make excuses and say, quick, like right now I may, I may have like 500 rand, but um, I'm saying that I'll only fund my account when I've got 1.5. Why? Yeah. I can fund this right now, yeah. flip it to 1.5, and then I've got, I've got the 1.5. People hold themselves back by waiting to fund the account with certain amounts like or they just make excuses stop making excuses you can literally fund your account with 20 rand grow that like people do this all the time yeah. if you have the skill you can flip any amount so that's why i try to work with like small amounts because i try to show people that look just just get your side hustle just put yeah. the small money aside and yeah, push it yeah possible. apply your skill and you you can take Percentage growth. Yeah. Percentage growth is very important. It's yeah. not about um, flipping accounts or anything like that. It's about seeing how far you can actually take a certain amount. Yeah. And by doing that, you're slowly compounding your account. Small growth over a long period of time. The goal is not to flip that three, 300 rand overnight. It's a, the goal is to slowly build it and say by the end of the month, hey, look, this is what I got. You know, from from the small amount, that's a good investment to me. And I think if it, people would want to take three hundred, and then within one day, make it into thirty <laughs> k. Yeah. Yeah, and that's unrealistic. Yeah. Okay, like sometimes you might see us do that, but that's just based on the setup. It's not an everyday thing, and it's not an all the time thing. Um, yeah. yeah no, but it <laughs> happens though. It's one of those things. And your craziest, most memorable trade. Last year in, was it December, November, December, um, I was trading synthetic indices. Okay, I trade synthetic indices and okay, indices, yeah. right? Um, obviously, in December, the market does its own thing. So I didn't want to be trading any instruments that were affected by fundamentals, news, anything like that. So I was trading mostly synthetics. And yeah, I took a trade on VIX 75. It was a buy. Um, I don't know, is this even in my highlights? But yeah, I took a trade on VIX 75. I swung, um, I kept adding, I kept scaling in and pushed that account to like one mil. And it was my first time ever having like one mil floating, right? Usually I can save up and just put it away and then okay. But it was my first time ever holding one mil like live, just, but obviously that was in dollars. So it must have been like, um, like 70, 70k or something yeah. in USD. Yeah. Um, I'm super proud of myself because at the same time, you know, in December you're spending a lot of time with family. They want to know what you're doing. Yeah. They want to know why you still aren't yeah. working. Yeah. Why? When are you gonna decide to go study and yeah. stuff like yeah. that? So, you know, I was dealing with a lot of those comments, but at the same time, I just stayed focused and 
prove to myself that I can do it. Sure. That that was really impressive. I was really impressed with myself. So for, for you to get how much how much was the count size? Though? How much was the count size? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I, I usually don't find like a lot. I okay. usually grow a certain amount to a certain amount, okay. then then like flip it. Okay. So I must have only funded like one thousand zar. Probably one thousand zar. Um, but I was growing this account over a period of like a month yeah. so slow progress just adding in more positions as um, price was progressing when I see a setup I make sure I go hard yeah, I didn't know that I'd make that amount yeah. but through holding I really held I really held through holding through um, scaling in at the correct um, prices correct entries yeah I did it so yeah <laughs> that's like that's one of my my, my no, best trades big 75 Big 75 can really push your account up. Yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. Sure. I've really enjoyed sitting down with you. I've learned so much from you right now and I appreciate you just making time for us. Thank you. Before I let you go, give advice for people out there, right over there. Just the best advice you can give to people wanting to trade or get into this industry. Um, okay, something that's key to becoming a successful trader, I'd say stop focusing on what's happening around you. The main thing you need to be focusing on is what's happening inside of you. Yeah. Like, it's very easy to say um, trading is 90% psychology and 10% skill, but literally, like, the way you spend your time, the way you think the, um, about yourself, about uh, people around you, about the trades that you're taking, it, it all adds up to something. So most of the time you need to be spending your time with yourself. Stop worrying about what so-and-so is doing. Stop worrying about whether or not you're going to match up. Like. There's, there's a lot of false competition happening out here and you don't need to be getting involved in that. You really just need to focus on yourself, focus on bettering yourself as a person and everything will follow. Everything will follow. So don't get distracted by the noise. It's, it's not, that's not your journey. Focus on your journey. Okay, now, perfect. <laughs> beautiful stuff, beautiful stuff. Thank you. Uh, no, thank you so much, guys, for watching. I'm sitting here with Kyra. I said it right, right? Kyra. No, I've got Kira in my head. It's I'm, not Kira, guys, yeah, it's Kyra. Anyway, guys, I'm sitting here with Kyra Peters. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, multi. Can I say multi millionaire no. at the age of 22? Future billionaire. Future billionaire. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah my name thank is you Blum. so much. No, it's a pleasure. My name is Blue Little Man from Top Trader South Africa, guys. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for watching. I'll be out. Woo, that went quick.